start to feel like an idiot, that's when they'll get you. If you're scared enough to have the gun out, then the situation is serious enough that you can't be abashed. She remembered the word, abashed. Was she abashed? She was back at the door, kept the muzzle of the gun pointing straight ahead, called out, Francis, I've got a gun because I'm scared. Don't jump out if this is a joke. Francis? She let go of the gun with her left hand, reached around the door jamb, and flicked on the lights. The entry was clear, and as far as she could see, the kitchen. She was inside now, the house still giving off the empty feel. Edged forward. The hair on her arms was up again, and she reached inside the kitchen door and hit another block of lights. They came on all at once, three circuits worth, fifteen lights in all. The kitchen was as brightly lit as a stage. She glanced behind her at the garage, then back toward the dark door beyond the kitchen. Not right, a few lizard brain cells were screaming at her. Not right. Frances? Fran? Are you there? Helen? Are you still there, Helen? Helen was the housekeeper. No answer. She got to the kitchen, sniffed, and looked around put the gun on the counter, opened the refrigerator, pulled out the bag of pre-cut celery sticks, took out two, and crunched them. Huh. Alyssa Austin leaned against the counter, a small woman, blonde, fair-complected, but not delicate. She had a physical density to her face and hands that suggested the martial arts or an extreme level of exercise. She looked at the gun on the counter and half-smiled. It was dark and curved and weighted with presence like a successful work of art. She was finishing the second celery stick when she noticed the dark streaks on the wallpaper at the edge of the hall that led from the kitchen to the dining room. The streaks were broomstraw length and breadth, splaying out from a center, dark but not black, like flower petals or a slash from a watercolor brush. Not knowing exactly why, she stepped over and touched them and felt the tackiness under her finger. Pulled her finger back and found a spot of crimson. She knew instantly and without a doubt it was blood and relatively fresh. Saw a small, thinner streak farther down the wall. Backed away. Scared now. Picked up the gun, backed into the kitchen, groped for the phone, punched in 911. She did it with a bloody finger, not realizing, leaving red dots on the keys. The operator, an efficient-sounding woman, asked, Is this an emergency? There's blood in my house, she said. Are you in danger? the operator asked. No, I don't, I don't. Is this Mrs. Austin? Yes. She didn't know how the operator had gotten her name, didn't think about it. I just came home. Go someplace safe, close by. I need the police. We are already on the way, the operator said. Officers will be there in about a minute. She dropped the phone and backed toward the garage. She could hear sirens in the distance, not another thing. The cops went in with guns in their hands, cleared the house, looked at the blood, and called for a crime scene crew. Alyssa went looking for her housekeeper and found her. Helen was utterly confused by the blood. It hadn't been there when she left. Then Alyssa went looking for her daughter and never could find her. The crime scene crew from the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension spent two days in the house. They found more signs of blood on the tiles in the kitchen and hallway, 
enough that it had apparently been mopped up. Alyssa and the cops spent the two days looking for Frances. They found her car, found her last grocery list, but they never could find her. Then the blood tests came back from the lab. It was Francis's blood, all right. According to the lab techs, there'd been a pool of blood on the floor which had been cleaned up with a product called Scrubbing Bubbles Bathroom Cleaner and Paper Towels. There were little spitball or bloodball remnants from the towels stuck in the cracks of the Mexican tiles. The blood spatters on the wall had simply been missed by the killer or killers who hadn't noticed the thin sprays of blood entwined in the floral pattern of the wallpaper. Francis was gone and probably dead, and they all knew it. Alyssa cried sporadically and unpredictably for four weeks, caught in the bureaucracy of mysterious death, a slow-motion nightmare. Nobody.